0: Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says, promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. It's important to establish that culture of winning, the importance of winning, and doing things the right way. So for us, it's just to keep building upon that. Throws to the end zone. It is caught for the Miami touchdown. It's Parker. All day long with Devontae Parker. Picked off. Going to the end zone is Eric Rowe for the touchdown. Blake Fink throws it. There he is. Rankings, and it's a What is up, Miami Dolphins fans? Welcome into this bonus episode of Fin It to Win It, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and Bet Online. You can follow, interact with the show on social media, at Fin to Win It. If you haven't already, you need to get in on this TUA giveaway that we started earlier this week. If you don't know what I'm talking about, first of all, where the hell have you been? Second of all, go <laughs> visit our page on Twitter or Facebook, at Fin to Win It. To enter to win a free TUA jersey, all you have to do is like or follow our page, scroll down the timeline, find the post where we explain more about the TUA giveaway, retweet the post on Twitter, or share the post on Facebook, and you will be entered to win a free TUA jersey.
1: And the good news is, Riley, you still have several weeks to get this done too. This contest doesn't end anytime soon. So make sure you read the fine print where it's talking about for the contest so you can know exactly when it ends, but
0: you have plenty of time to enter this. We're going to be announcing the winner on our June 25th show. So there's going to be multiple opportunities from now until then. The more you interact, the more you retweet, the more you share, the more times you're entered to win. So make sure you interact with us as much as possible on it to Win It. So Bonus episode. This is our second one this week, but Mason, the Dolphins have been in the news so much for different reasons. We had to jump on and give our takes about these things. It's been a busy week,
1: Raleigh, but a good one. And it's funny because normally this time of season, it's the downtime of the NFL. There's not a ton of stuff going on. But with that being said, when it's the downtime of the NFL, the media personalities really try to come out. They come out with a lot of outlandish statements. They come out with things they probably wouldn't normally say or think, but they're trying to create that buzz. And like you mentioned, this week, the Dolphins have been mentioned in different ways, specifically our future star quarterback in Tua.
0: Exactly. And both of these stories surround our quarterback in Tua Tungavailoa. The first, Colin Cowherd on his Fox Sports radio show, came out with the argument saying that he would start Tua week one of the NFL season. So I want to get into that here in a minute. We got some fan feedback. I want to read their responses here on the show. But first, my question to you, Mason, is why does Chris Sims hate the Miami Dolphins? More specifically, <laughs> why does Chris Sims hate Tua Well, the the easy short answer would be because he's
1: an idiot. But, uh, you know, like I mentioned, this time of year, I feel like media personalities, whether it's on television, radio, or even podcasts, not saying we do it, but, you know, we we sometimes could maybe Uh, do it. We teeter the line. We we teeter the line. But Chris (laughs) Sims is jumping over the line. It's like he's playing hopscotch, he's jumping right over that line. But, These personalities really like to just rile fans up. They want to get their name out there in different ways. They want people to retweet them. They want people to comment on them online. Then that turns into them getting onto radio shows, getting on television appearances. It's kind of like the domino effect. Does Chris Sims really believe what he said about Tua? Mm, Maybe, maybe not. But it's definitely a statement that it's pretty hard to back up. Uh, And like I said, short answer, he's an idiot.
0: So if you don't know what we're talking about, if you haven't heard the news, earlier this week, Chris Sims on the radio came out and said that he thinks Jared Stidham, the quarterback for the New England Patriots, is more talented than Tua Tungavailoa. Let me repeat that. He said Jared Stidham is more talented than Tua Tungavailoa. Can I read you a quote real quick, Mason? Is it bad-mouthing Tua? Yeah, kind of. He says, Stidham is more talented than Tua. Tua is a creation of Alabama. You don't think Jared Stidham or like Justin Herbert would have set the world on fire if they got to play with four first-round wide receivers and two first-round tackles? You know what, Mason? I forgot. It enlightened me. It was like a bulb went off in my head. Oh my God, he's so right. Alabama is just a factory of quarterback play. I mean, they've always gotten these four five-star tackles and receivers, but I never even thought about the stellar prestigious quarterback play. I mean, how many pro bowlers in the NFL right now are from Alabama? Like, aren't there guys like Blake Sims, Greg McElroy? those guys, I completely forgot about them. I mean, Riley, where have you been? Alabama
1: is a QBU. That's, that's its nickname. (laughs) All all it does is produce NFL caliber quarterbacks who make the pro bowl and, who just are, are superstars in
0: the NFL. So, yeah, I'm not sure what rock you've been hiding under. Tua is a product of the system, clearly. <laughs> so this is clearly seeking attention, yeah. trying to get in the news, trying to rile up Dolphins fans, and quite frankly, he succeeded. <laughs> he got us fired up, that's for sure.
1: Now, you know, does he have a point, if you were to say, Jared Stidham has a better situation Then Tua, yeah, sure. I I can't really argue with that. I mean, you could argue with that a little bit, but no, I mean, he's got a better coaching staff overall. He's going to be put in a situation where he's going to have more veteran players to play around, and he's going to be with a franchise that has been much more successful than the Dolphins over the last several decades. So if you would have kind of went that route, I get it, but no. He had to go the route to draw up attention, like you said, and he had to go the route to get people riled up. So his statement, no, 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 no. It, it it doesn't
0: fly. Yeah, sure. Jared Stidham was probably brought into a more stable situation with the Patriots. But when you talk about talent, which is what Chris Sims said, let's take a look at this for a second. So in their college careers, we all know about Tua. We've talked about him plenty on the show. Heisman Trophy finalist, ended his career with 87 touchdowns. I mean, he had 33 touchdowns to only three interceptions last season before dislocating his hip mason jared stidham never threw for over 18 touchdowns in a year with auburn his sophomore and junior year he threw for 18 touchdowns each year he ended his career with 48 touchdowns i mean Tua almost beat that in one season at alabama in 2018 where he threw 43 touchdowns so obviously production wise it wasn't even close so now let's look at the nfl okay Tua's never played a snap, I get it, but uh, Jared Stidham, eh, two for four, 14 yards, and a pick six versus the Jets. Quite honestly, I'd rather take Tua's NFL career thus far than two for four for 14 yards and a pick six, so I'm not really sure what basis Chris Sims is making this argument on. To me, it doesn't look like there's much, much of an argument to be made at all, but you know what, it grabs attention, so Chris Sims is going to say it. But in a second, here we're going to get into what Colin Cowherd said. Much more positive when it comes to Tua. But first, let's do a quick read from our sponsor, Bet Online. Guys, there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports are slowly making their way back, and Bet Online is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out as well. Visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE, one word, BLUEWIRE, for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE, BetOnline your online wagering experts. All right. So Chris Sims, not a fan of Tua, but you know who is a fan of Tua? Colin Cowherd. I mean, it's all he talks about now. It's getting kind of ridiculous. I mean, he talks about Tua more than we do, and we're a Dolphins podcast. Got to talk about something, Riley. (laughs) So he came out earlier this week, Mason, and he said that he thinks it's time for Tua to play week one. Now, I knew this would happen. I just knew it. And we talked about it in our draft recap. The closer we get to the season, the more pressure is going to mount, especially if Tua shows that he's getting healthier and healthier, the more pressure is going to mount on Brian Flores in this coaching staff to get Tua in there because the Dolphins haven't had this much excitement around a quarterback in decades. So if Tua comes in and he's healthy and he's clear to play, you're going to be seeing stories like this more and more. Yeah,
1: Riley. I mean, Colin loves Tua. We love Tua. It's not a bad thing. And he definitely talks about in his, uh, on his show, about how nowadays top quarterbacks, they're much easier to play in the system. And I'll actually read through the top five reasons uh, Colin Cowherd went over the top five reasons why you should play rookie quarterbacks. So number one, it's the NFL is adapting to more college schemes. Number two, better young offensive NFL coaches Number three was NFL rules are pro offense. Number four, QB development far more advanced. And number five is the rookie QB contract flexibility. So he used those five reasons to kind of summarize why he thinks it's time to play Tua in week one.
0: And I think in a lot of ways he makes sense, right? But this Tua situation is unique. But if you kind of take a look at his five his five bullet points, the NFL is adapting to more college schemes. Yeah, Chan Gailey's coming in bringing in more of an RPO style of offense. So that kind of fits what Tua did at Alabama. That makes sense. Number two, better young offensive NFL coaches. We have a young NFL coach. He's not an offensive coach. We have a pretty old (laughs) offensive coach, actually. (laughs) But yeah, we do have a young NFL coach. Number three, NFL rules are pro offense. True, Um, especially for the quarterback position. Protecting the quarterback has become a priority of the NFL. So that makes sense. QB development is far more advanced. You've seen Tua all the way back to Elite 11 camps. Obviously, the reps that he got at Alabama. So he is definitely ready for the pro game. It's just the injury side of it, which we'll get into in a minute. And then talking about rookie quarterback contract flexibility. Nowadays, you don't have to pay quarterbacks like you used to. I remember the last huge quarterback that got paid coming out of school was Sam Bradford out of Oklahoma. He was making absolutely absurd amount of money. And now that's not the case. You can get a quarterback in the first round for a really reasonable cost and surround him, kind of like the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson a couple years ago, surround him with talent. So you want to take advantage of that as quick as possible and make use of that quarterback contract, that rookie quarterback contract, while you have it. So I get where he's coming from, but the Tua situation is just so unique.
1: It is, and I'll actually add a sixth one to his list. Nowadays, rookies report to camp on time. You know, not too long ago, there was a lot of draft holdouts, especially for top NFL talent and especially for quarterbacks. So the fact that quarterbacks get to camp actually on time nowadays is another huge bonus because there were times when top NFL quarterbacks were drafted and they would not report to camp on time. And it was almost like, okay, well, they can't be a week one starter now. They're not on camp on time. They're missing valuable time with the team, with the coaches, and they're not ready even for preseason. So with that being said, to add on to the other things he said, yes, I see why you can start NFL quarterbacks earlier in their career, but would it be best to start Tua this early in his career, Riley?
0: Well, let's kind of break this down because this situation compared to what other rookie quarterbacks go into is so unique and so different. So like if you start off with the Miami Dolphins in 2019, the team allowed 58 sacks that was tied for the most in the NFL. Yes. They made a lot of additions this offseason. They upgraded in a lot of spots. We break that down in our offensive line depth chart dive. But you have a quarterback that's coming off of a dislocated hip. So it's kind of a risky combination there. An offensive line coming off one of their historically worst seasons in franchise history and a quarterback that's coming off a historically bad dislocated hip. Yeah, Riley,
1: and, and to add to that, we have an opportunity where they're going to probably start one, maybe two rookies week one. So you have the health concerns, you have the additions to the offensive line, but you're also going to have offensive players who are playing their first snap as an NFL player. So that really adds to the risk of having a quarterback with so many red flags when it comes to medical issues back behind center in week one to start the year.
0: Not only the rookies though, You have two potential free agents coming in on the offensive line. We're looking at a a situation where we have four, maybe five new faces on the offensive line for the Miami Dolphins this year. So my stance has kind of changed on it since, since they drafted Tua when they first drafted Tua. I was like, I would like to not see Tua in 2020. Wouldn't mind at all. Let him sit out, let him fully recover, get a year of preparation under his belt and let's, you know, gear up for 2021 because this may upset some Dolphins fans, but I don't think this team is, you know, capable of making a deep playoff run. If the pieces fall into place, we could see this team maybe vie for a wild card spot, maybe even the division if things go perfect. But still, I think 2021 is the year where we're going to expect the Dolphins to really make that big jump, that next leap. So why would you throw him in there with an offensive line that has so many new faces on it? It's going to take time for them to develop chemistry. So Why throw a quarterback in there that has the injury history of Tua when there's so much on the line, Mason, there's so much on the line with this Tua pick. We haven't invested this much in a quarterback in decades.
1: I'll be blunt. This is a pick. The dolphins can't screw up. It's the most important pick, uh, most important draft pick they've made in decades for this franchise. You can't screw it up. So you definitely have to follow that wait and see policy. I agree with you now. I'll kind of meet other Dolphin fans somewhere in the middle. Got to wait to see how the season's going, how the line is progressing, how our offensive weapons are fitting into this new offense, Chan Gailey's offense. If things are going well and the Dolphins are still struggling in the quarterback position, Fitzpatrick, you know, he's going to be 38 uh, this season. He's not a young chicken running around there. he's He's an old buck. So if he's struggling or there's maybe some injury concerns and Tua's health is great, I'm not opposed to possibly putting him in somewhere later in the season, but it is very important to see how this offensive line is going to gel, how these other players are going to gel in this offense before you even think about putting Tua in there, and then the injury history. I mean, if Tua is not 100%, there is no way you play him at all this entire season. You wait, he sits, he learns, he comes back in 2021 fresh, healthy, and he has a good sense of what this offense is all about.
0: Yeah, so I've softened my stance a little bit. I would like to see Tua come in in 2020. When is the question mark? So if you look at how the schedule lays out, I think there's a perfect spot for Tua to come in. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah, Yeah. we talked about it when we were breaking down the schedule. So if you look at the schedule, everyone knows about this crazy back-to-back versus the New York Jets. So they play the Jets at home on November 15th. Then they have a bye Then they go to New York, November 29th. I think that's the ideal spot. Playing a team back-to-back off of a bye week, I think in terms of how the season's going, the Jets are going to already be out of playoff contention. You're following that up with the Bengals. I think that's the time. If Tua's healthy, if the offensive line is playing serviceably, you know, where Tua's not going to go in and be running for his life immediately, if those pieces fall into place... I think that is a target date, November 29th at the New York Jets, where we could possibly see Tua. And I would feel good about it.
1: Yeah, we, we've discussed that earlier in an episode, Riley. And I, I agree with you, too. That does seem like the best time because not only do you get to look at game film for what the Jets did, but you get, another, you get a bye week to really prepare for that until you play them again. It is an away game, but guess what? If the Jets are out of contention uh, that late in the season – There's been away games the Dolphins have played in New York that have (laughs) have felt like home games. There's a lot of Miami fans up there in New York, so it it could kind of feel like a home game in a sense. If it's not against the Jets, the second of that back-to-back against New York, the other week that I could see him coming in would be, and it's kind of poetic, would be against the Bengals, and I believe week 13. I say it's poetic, obviously, because Joe Burrow, Tua going against each other, that that would be pretty awesome to see. Um, but once again, I am not in any hurry to put him in there. I think the Dolphins need to be patient because this is such an important pick for Miami.
0: You have a quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick that is coming off a stellar last half of the season. He has one year left on his deal. While he said all the right things, he said that he's excited that they brought in Tua. He wants to mentor Tua. He's still competing for a starting job. Yeah. And I think, I even think, you know, if you want to win games at the beginning of the season, Ryan Fitzpatrick gives you a better chance to win right now than Tua, especially if he continues that trend from the beginning or from the end of last season. Because if you look at our schedule, especially in October, it's brutal. I'm oh, not yeah. sure I want to throw a rookie quarterback with a instable no. offensive line out there versus the Seahawks, versus the 49ers, versus the Rams. I don't really want him going up against Aaron Donald right now just not doesn't give me a good feeling. <laughs> hey,
1: and and Riley, your boy Chris Sims did rank FitzPatrick the 28th best quarterback. So there you go. So he he really uh, he really helped us out in that ranking.
0: Really high on FitzPatrick, not high on Tua. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that guy's a clown. But yeah, so I think there's a situation here where you have a quarterback in place. He knows that he's on the last year of his contract. Ryan Fitzpatrick's a smart guy right he knows his circumstance he knows he's not the quarterback of the future so you don't have this situation where you have animosity between quarterbacks you know he's coming in to steal my job I'm the future of this team it's not like that at all but at the same time Fitzpatrick's going to compete and I think if Tua can sit out and learn under Fitzpatrick for the first few weeks while that offensive line figures out exactly who they are where guys fit where because we talked about this in our offensive line breakdown like there's guys that can play multiple positions on the line so kind of piecing it together in those first few weeks of the season and seeing what what combination works best get that sorted out first before you throw Tua in there
1: Tua can learn a lot from Fitzpatrick this year by just sitting back and watching how he plays. Um, he's be, uh, Fitzpatrick's a journeyman. He's been on a lot of NFL teams. He's seen a lot of different offenses. He's played with a lot of different players too. And one thing that Fitzpatrick brings to the Dolphins is leadership. He immediately became a locker room leader, and Tua can really learn from that. As a quarterback, which is the most important position in sports, you have to be a leader. You have to respect your teammates. You have to gain their trust. And if is learning from someone who has already gained the trust of this team in such a short time, that is a huge advantage to Tua's
0: career in Miami. All right, so let's go ahead and go to Twitter. We posed this question to Dolphins fans, and we got a ton of responses. I want to go over a few of them here, Mason. So on Twitter, at fin It. To Win it Noah Dupont, he says, when he shows in practice that he is better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, if that's week one, so be it. You don't get better than 100% health. So he he that's, thinks that's he he thinks if Tua's balling out in training camp, you okay. throw him in there. So Lex Diamond's seven says, I'd wait till week 13 versus Cincinnati. So he's kind of on board with you, Mason, to start him, but might have to get some PT around week 10. So playing time around week 10. Derek Shoop. sorry if I said your last name wrong, Derek, but Derek says after the first five weeks of the season for sure, there are three of the top 10 defenses. I would guess the Jets game probably after the bye week. We'll see. Derek, you and I are on the same wavelength, my man. Mr. T2D on Twitter, Mason. I like the uh, I like the name. There's no rush to play him. Let him see the NFL speed, size, and agility from the sidelines for at least 12 games. The Dolphins are no contenders this year. He's pretty blunt there. Build for the next decade, not next season. I kind of like that. I kind of like that phrase. Not even mentioning the twenty-one draft capital. So I kind of like the way Mr. T2D uh, phrased that there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I pity the fool who goes against Mr. T. Oh,
1: there you go. Do you like that, rally, But <laughs> yeah. no, no, I mean, that really summarized it very well. It, it's definitely going to be a wait-and-see game. Mentioning the draft picks that we have in 2021 is a great point too. We didn't even mention that yet. But that that is a really good point to see. Have him wait in the wings and the Dolphins can really add a lot of offensive weapons. We talked about how they really stockpiled non skill positions in the past draft. Well, next year it seems as if they're going to really attack those skill positions more. So giving two or more weapons for a full year of being a first time starting NFL quarterback will be very valuable.
0: And I like how he said, build for the next decade, not next season. So, I mean, you know, as Dolphins fans, and I'm not going to include Tannehill in this, but how long have we really waited for a true franchise quarterback? Not a guy that played wide receiver in college, but a true franchise quarterback. It's been decades. So what's another year? Or what's another half a year, right? Why rush it and risk getting him hurt? So... A couple more responses here on Twitter. James, he says, I think they could sit him and let Fitz start things out. If they're winning, go with it. Coach should have a solid grip on how his players are doing and what the best interest of the team is. We saw that kind of last year with Flores going to Fitzpatrick, to Rosen, and then recognizing that this team plays much better under Fitz. So trust in Coach Flores. Kev Future says, play him when he gives the team at least the same chance to win as Fitz does. If it's next season, then go for it. So he kind of is on that same, that same wavelength with Noah, you know, when he's competing and at the same level of Fitz, you might as well go with him. Old Finns fan says after the bye week. So he agrees with me. And last one from Gary A. I think the Dolphins organization should take it slow with Tua, perhaps start him Week seven, at best, just depends on how Fitz is holding up. Tua is going to be an amazing QB, and I think it would be wise not to rush things. So Gary wants to take it easy and let Tua sit and learn. So, you know, kind of a variety of answers there, Mason, from everybody on Twitter. Some people say, hey, if he's ready, throw him in there. And some people are like, eh, I don't know if I feel too comfortable seeing Tua in there in the first half of the season. Now nah, I agree with most of the responses. I mean, it's just, for me,
1: it just... However training camp goes, however preseason goes, it would be hard for me to say, oh, yeah, start Tua week one. It would the planets would literally have to align something miraculous would have to happen for me to say, yeah, put Tua in there behind several um, rookies on the offensive line and two players who have never played for the Dolphins before and uh, two new starting running backs. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it would be pretty tough.
0: Scale one to ten, Mason. How nervous would you be if you saw Tua trotting out there week one? versus the New England Patriots? Uh, poof, I'd say
1: between an 8.5 and an, a 9.
0: I'd be a 10 I'd be very plus. Nervous. I'd be a 10 yeah, I'd, plus. I'd be,
1: I would be very nervous unless he trots out there and he's just shown training camp and preseason. I would still be very nervous, but you know it, it's going to take a lot to, to calm my nerves seeing him on the field, period, in the first season.
0: While I was very much an advocate, of the Dolphins drafting Tua. I said, yeah, I get the injury concerns, but the talent is just too great to pass up here. A dislocated hip is a big deal. Like, that ends careers. It even is life-threatening if it's not treated quickly. So this is not like an injury like an ACL. Nowadays, you know, with surgeries, ACL, you're down, and within 10 months, you're back on the field. This is something that they really need to be cautious with and make sure he's 100%. We do not want him taking hits when he gets in there behind an offensive line that's just not ready to protect him. We need an offensive line that is going to be at least sustainable throughout the season. So with all those new pieces, that's what really scares me. If, we, if you didn't have Tua's injury history, if our offensive line had played better last year, I'd feel much better about the situation, but there's just too many unknowns for me to be comfortable with him playing that early in the year.
1: I love Collins' enthusiasm for Tua, especially more than uh, another person. We won't, we won't say his name again that we talked about earlier, but I I love Collins' enthusiasm and we're all enthusiastic and we're all excited for Tua, but I think we're in agreement. It's definitely a wait and see how the season goes. Wait and see how his
0: health is. You just really need to take a step back and not rush this. Be thankful. Dolphins fans be thankful of our quarterback situation that we have a Ryan Fitzpatrick there. Yes, he's a journeyman, but he's been around the league. He has had success. He is a true mentor to Tua. So let him learn. Let him sit. Let him learn behind a guy that knows the ropes. And when he's ready, whether that's week seven, week eight, whatever, if the offensive line is playing well, throw him in there and see what you got. But until then, I would say we roll with Ryan Fitzpatrick until further notice. So Thanks to everybody for listening to this special bonus episode of Finit to Win It. We will be back next week with more content. As always, follow us on social media at Finit to Win It. Make sure you interact with our Tua giveaway, retweet, share, follow us at Finit to Win It so you can be entered to win a free Tua jersey. Check us out on any major podcast platform. You can check us out at BlueWirePods.com. Until next week, for Mason, I'm Riley. Fin's up, everybody.